everybody it's your man stefan g and you are tuned in to another eclectic episode of moment of clarity right here on the promise life network it's been so long since i've said those words i know where have you been i've yeah. been on vacation man vacation yep stay it or staycation or staycation whatever. vacation vacation all of them mm. i've been gizzy gone for the rizzy dizzy for shizzy. I've noticed in the past couple of days, though, you've been back. Mm. Yeah, I have. I have been back in the past couple of days, but I was ghost there for a long time, though. Yeah, I've I been getting gone. the messages on Facebook and the texts and yep. stuff. But before that, it was, yeah, you were gone. I was out. It's like you like have a fat kid you in You have Dodge like a ball. cotton residue, though. What was that supposed to mean? It's like, woohoo, call, type of deal. Call me a slave? I, like, what? No. What happened? It's like more cloudish. Oh, oh, yes. <laughs> I got some clouds still on me. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've been in the cloud. That's where I stay. Mm. That's where I live now. And, uh, tell me. You know what I'm saying? Me. I set up residence in the cloud. I know. For sure. So that's where you've been vac- vacationing? Mm-hmm. Lots of cloud time mm. these past few weeks. Mm. Whole lot of cloud time. Well, we could talk about forgiveness because I'm not there. <laughs> <laughs> is this something you'd like to get off your chest, Kim? Mike. Something about, you know, yes. a certain s- sweet substance that you didn't get to partake in? Mike, so I don't know if you yes. caught on Facebook a certain scroll where a certain someone <laughs> for a birthday celebration received crumbs cupcakes. I don't know if you remember the episode where I said I love these cupcakes. Like I remember. As a matter of fact, this is when you that. were going on vacation. Mike. Yeah, I, when but you I just headed up to Virginia. But I told you I wasn't bringing them back. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. But I was some, a certain, up. and I appreciate that about you. <laughs> I have to look at you for that. Like I appreciate that. But you know, a certain somebody in the room. Yeah. Had them sit. Wait, wait. There's only two of us in this room. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so Jesus. Talks, you do oh, the yeah, math. Jesus is here too. You do the math. So you talking about Jesus. You do the math. <laughs> I got you. Jesus, she talking about you. And they went to someone else. I think. Wait, whoa. What? What's the problem? You. Oh, he did not. Yeah, he did. Oh. <laughs> he did. I did what? not know this. Is, he did. I don't understand. Wait, oh. wait, 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 wait. He did. That's crime. That's I don't understand crime. what the problem is here. It's a crime. A friend of mine particularly enjoys Crumbs Cupcakes. So. And you don't buy them for the friend. I remembered that Kim had mentioned how much she loved Crumbs Cupcakes. Mm. And I did some research on Crumbs Cupcakes. And mm. I found out that you can get Crumbs Cupcakes delivered. Anywhere you want. Yeah. Like my address. And, Could have been one of those places, right? <laughs> and I remembered not only Kim saying this, but after I did a little bit of research, some other people said it as well, that the Crumbs Cupcakes in New York were actually better than the Crumbs Cupcakes in D.C. So I had the cupcakes from New York delivered to my friend mm. for their birthday. Mm-hmm. I, I, uh, what if? Wow. 
What if what? What if I just want to say, what if Jesus were real? <laughs> <laughs> then he, I think he would have prompted you. You no, would have heard him. I think you he would have heard him because there was a prayer request. There was a prayer request that went out weeks before <laughs> that. There was a prophetic word that went out. I, Wait, cupcakes. which one was it now? It was which the one. I, I, <laughs> was I it a prayer it, request or a prophetic it word? It was prophetic. Okay. It was prophetic. Now, Mike. Pro- prophetic he, or prophetic? Prophetic. Okay. Mike. He chose disobedience. <laughs> I was hoping you would choose better for yourself. You know, you know, Stefan, I I'm, would feel bad for Kim, <laughs> but I just found out she's actually filthy rich. Oh, boy. You <laughs> can buy her own cupcakes. I know, that's right. Mike. You get your own so, doggone cupcakes. Mike. You just got a seven-bedroom house and, and there two goes new your cars. inheritance. I totally, there goes your inheritance, Mike. I totally just. To like yeah. throw you under the bus. I totally yep. change sides, Sorry. throw you under the bus. You can get your own cupcakes. I just want everyone but, to know that, you know, what my you birthday know? is on Friday. Yes, it is. Oh, so he's still got time. He's got time. Who? 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 You guys who? have time. Who? Who? You guys have time. You guys. The both of you. Jesus. You, no. And, and the both father. Both of you. Okay. <laughs> Mike. And Stefan. I go get you some Publix cupcakes. It's not the same. <laughs> no, it's really not. I know. Those cupcakes were, those were banging. <gasps> all right, so Kim said something in all of that mess. Yeah. That was very they interesting. Met. Yeah, she gave us the topic of today's show. Yes. Since, yeah. You know, we, we've and been it, gone for a little while. We had to, I ain't seen y'all in a while. And probably it threw a lot of people off when she said yeah, it. it did. <laughs> and they're probably so, wondering why she said it. Yeah. Today we're talking about. What if Jesus was real? That's right. What if Jesus is real? And how would you act? And how would you live if it turns out that Jesus is real? Yeah, you got and you got to explain that because people are probably yelling at their radios right now, blasphemy. Yeah, right at you. Ah, they're used to it. <laughs> um, <laughs> the reason this question comes up is because Mike is reading a book, unlike the rest of us. Wait, I He's, am reading a book. Brochures don't count. Oh my! <laughs> Are you still reading that one book? I'm reading several books. Okay. Thank Mike you. was reading Twilight a book. series doesn't count. <laughs> Mike is reading a book. See, ooh, you got the look. <laughs> Mike is reading a book uh, in where they ask that exact question: What if Jesus is real? And the question comes up from the concept of atheists will tell you that Jesus is not real. But they live their lives as if they are committed to the concept that Jesus does not exist. He is not real. However, Christians will tell you that Jesus is real. Not Israel, but is real. But Israel. Yes. (laughs) But the question comes up, do Christians live their lives as if Jesus is really real? Like if Jesus was really real made in flesh, sitting next to you every day of your life, your BFF, right? Y'all go everywhere together. Right. Y'all go to the mall together. You eat lunch together. Y'all catch up after work, all kinds of stuff. Jesus. Uh, by the way, before you continue, I just wanted to tell people the book, just in case they want to get it. It's called uh, "What it, If God Were Real is the actual title. Right. If God Were Real, and it's by John Avant, A-V-A-N-T, or I guess it could be Avant, I don't know. But um, I just wanted to give people that information. Go ahead. Okay. So if God were real, if Jesus was real, sitting right next to you every day, your homeboy, 
would your life look different? Would you act different? Would you speak different? Would you move differently? Would you think differently? Would you say things differently? Would you respond to things differently? Would you just be different? And as we were sitting here kind of, you know, digesting the topic, I'd have to say probably yes. Oh, yes. Definitely yes for me. Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt for me either. Like, see, I say probably. Everybody's like, oh, absolutely. I know I would. But (laughs) the question, I mean, because if Jesus were in flesh next to you, you wouldn't be able to ignore him. I mean, you could, but you still couldn't. You know what I mean? Right. You can ign- right. you could I mean like you can ignore somebody that you don't want to talk to but you're still aware of their presence next to you. And that's the same thing that would happen with Jesus. However, his presence is a lot more weighty and carries a lot more power than just any old person that you don't want to pay attention to. Right. And I think as Christians, if that's what you can still call us, followers of Christ if we deserve that title or namesake but as people who claim to follow Christ, how can we say that thing if we would act radically different if God were sitting right next to us? Yeah, because as Christians, we're supposed to believe he is. Yeah, he's, suppo- he's here. We're supposed to believe that he is real. We're supposed to react and act and talk and walk and move like he is real. Why? Because he is real. Yeah. Exactly. Because he does exist, because he is next to us everywhere. He is omnipresent. He is omnipotent. He transcends time and space. So he is everywhere all the time. And we're supposed to, emphasis on the word supposed, we are supposed to act and walk and talk like that. However, it's obvious, at least for the three people in this studio, that we don't. Why? Kim, why don't you act? Like you believe Jesus exists. Why isn't Jesus real in your life? Why don't you believe in Jesus? (laughs) (laughs) Mm, I don't know why. Uh, Yeah, and by the way, you know, this, the book I'm reading, it's talking to Christians. It's a call to Christians that, hey, you are supposed to totally believe that he's real, yet you are not living like he is. Like, I mean, even the question, like, I can even ask that question. Do you believe Jesus is real? Like, Mike, do you believe Jesus is real? Yes. Kim, do you believe Jesus is real? Yes. Okay. Now, in the concept of what we're talking about, what if God were real, right? Can And I ask that question to you again, now thinking about him sitting next to you. Do you now, does your answer change? Did you believe that Jesus was real? Yes. Did you believe that Jesus was real? Yes. I have to say maybe I didn't. Yeah. Really? Well, and if I'm thinking about it from the concept of the question, if I'm going to act differently if he's sitting next to me in flesh, then maybe I didn't believe he was real. Or maybe I didn't see him as real. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. Cause it, I, it's kind of interesting, too, because I think we believe it when it's convenient. It's not a constant thing. Like, there are times where, like, we really believe he's right there. And there are other times where we just forget and ignore him, even though he's still right there. And I think it's human nature. You act one way when your parents are around or when you were, when you were, when you were a child. You acted one way when your parents were around and then when they were gone, you were like, you know, I know that they're real and I know that they would uh, 
discipline me for what I'm doing, but I'm doing X, Y, and Z because they're not here. But he's never not here. But I think that's why we do what we do, because we forget that he is never not here. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting point, the idea that we forget. And sometimes I think we want to forget and we try to forget because we don't want we don't want to believe. That I think there. that's more what it is. I, I, I mean, I agree that we forget to an extent, but I believe also that we condition ourselves kind of like Kim was saying that we condition ourselves to respond in a way that we feel is in our best interest. Regardless, uh, you know what? I don't know. The more I think about it, the more the conviction settles on me. I can't accept that either. He's either real or he's not. He's either there or he's not. I think, too, that I know a lot of people may disagree with me on this, but how can I say this? To never have had the experience of visibly having him here. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not saying that he's not here. Right. But you never had to have the conviction of what it looks like yeah. to have him there. Like, you know when your parent comes and does that stare, you can kind of uh, recall that right. that memory and say, okay, no, I know my mom. Yeah, you know, I ain't trying to get that look. Right. Or that whatever. Right. And not, as Christians, not, I don't want to say not being well acquainted with the word, but not having those images of what no i think you said it correctly the first time because that's one of the things that i mentioned when we were talking about this before is that many of us let's say jesus were real okay we'll just keep saying it like that let's say jesus were real many of us don't know enough about the word of god to know how to interact or act or speak when he's sitting next to you all the time every day Right. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, it's funny, you had talked about earlier, you know, you were joking, you were in a cloud. I think some people actually kind of look at Jesus. He's kind of up there in a cloud or something. Yes. He's kind of just up there hanging out, and he kind of looks down every now and then. And and I, I think I said this to you this week, Stefan, when we were speaking on the phone, and I've been saying it for the last couple of weeks to friends and whatnot, that, you know, we have these these images of Christ that are meek and um, that's, this tender. image that he's yeah. yeah he's so gentle and tender and he's so frail <laughs> or whatnot yeah it, that that doesn't strike you as as a god who will check you yeah you know mm-hmm. and so when you have that you're kind of like ah uh, you know he'll forgive me yeah uh, you know i can just repent yeah. you know maybe what it, she's saying and it's interesting is we're spoiled by his mercy i think mm. yeah I would agree with that. That we don't understand. We're spoiled by his grace and mercy. We don't understand that, you know, it's mercy. It's grace. We don't deserve it. But because he gives it so freely. Well, that raises another question. If Jesus were real, how would he react to us being next to us all day, every day? Would he jack you up by your collar like your parents did every once in a while just to let you know? Hey, don't get it twisted now. I love you, but I'm not going to tolerate this foolishness much longer. Uh, it's, it's all about how he's judging your heart. I guess it's going to be a matter of the heart, what his response would be. <laughs> Y'all should see the look on Kim's face right now. <laughs> I never did like Spangers. Anybody who knows me knows that. I ain't for it.
And so, okay, we'll, we got to take a break. But when we come back, we're going to explore this a little bit more because I'd like to ask uh, Mike and Kim, how would they be different? And, and give you an opportunity, for those of you who are listening, how would you act different if Jesus was sitting next to you every day, all day? If he was that kid just following, you know that kid in class that just followed you around. You ain't really Let's like him. Let's make him a Siamese twin. Siamese twin. Ooh. That, 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 that's not fair. That image right that's there. That's not fair. Like, you can't he get him the, off your back. He is the mirror image of you connected to you at every movement. That's not fair. Mm. But we're going to go with that one because that's rough. So, as we're on the break, I want everybody to think about it. If Jesus was a mirror image of you, he looked just like you, he went everywhere you went, everything you did, he was right there. He was connected to you at the hip with every movement. How would that change what you do and how you do? Moment of Clarity, Stefan G, be back in a bit. Stephon G, and we're talking about what if Jesus were real? And Kim put the the uh, visual aspect on it. So not only is he real, standing next to you, with you everywhere you go, but he looks just like you. Siamese twin looks just like you. Spitting image, mirror image of you. And he looks at you and he's like, you going to eat that? You know your body is a temple, right? You gonna eat that? <laughs> so you going to whose house? At what time? Ooh. Yeah. Netflix and chill? Oh, that yeah. what you calling it? Mm. You know you shouldn't be thinking like that, right? Right. What are you watching? You're right. Mm. Mm. You okay with these images? Mm, okay. How come you haven't talked to me all day today? Did I do something to upset you? I mean, we still cool, right? You haven't talked to me all day today. So, you know they gave us more change than they should have. <sighs> you just going. Okay. So. You know, I, I was thinking about this, though, even different. We were talking in the first segment about we don't know because we don't read the word and we don't know enough about him. We can read what he was like. He was on this flesh, on this planet at one point, and this is from the point of view, the Gospels are from the point of view of disciples who were with him. Yeah, he was real, just yeah, like he, part. he currently yeah. continues to be real. So we do have an example of what he was like yeah, with absolutely. his apostles right. on a daily basis. Agreed. So how would your how would your everyday change, Kim? How would your everyday change? Like, Jesus, he's real. How, what's different about your speech, about your actions, about My, how ooh, about how you use your time? I know time's a big one for you. What's different? 
Why are you looking at me like that? He's sitting next to you, looking at you, looking at me like that. Mm, I definitely know that my thought life will change. Yeah. Definitely. I wonder how much. Okay, the first thought that came to my mind was, I wonder how much more disciplined we would be in our thought lives. But then it came to my mind that, well, if we could be that disciplined then, then we can be that disciplined now. Right. Well, and yeah, that's the point of the book. Yeah. Just like you're talking about. Yeah. Just like you were saying about your parents. You know what I mean? If you cannot curse when your parents show up, you cannot curse anytime. Right. It doesn't just slip out. It doesn't do that. When you know every kid had the light switch, your parents walked in the room, you could have been in the middle of a mother effer. And as soon as they walked in the room, mother, I have I told you how much I love you. (laughs) Right, right, right. Light switch went right off. So if we can be that disciplined when we see him sitting next to us, that means we can be that disciplined now. We can. I, I cannot deny anything of what you're saying. It's absolutely 100%. And you know, what else is interesting, if we get even deeper, which we were talking about before the show, not only picture him with you personally, but picture him at your church. Yes. He can't at go. your fellowship. I know a bunch He's of churches actually he can't. I know a bunch of churches he can't go to. How would you think of your church? You really blessing God there? No, the best part was when Kim <laughs> when Kim was like, when the church says, if there are any visitors in the house today, <laughs> if you are visiting this this uh, sanctuary for the first time today, we ask that you would please stand so we can give you a round of applause. And Jesus stands up on your behind. Yes. Talking about, I've never been here before. <laughs> oh, man. That would be like, oh. oh. You're like, Jesus, why are you standing up? You know, I, I've, I've never been here before. Right. It's my first time at this. Ministry. And then, you know, it's like you got to hug somebody you don't know. So can you imagine him just hugging the people? He, and you like, so you ain't no Christ? Oh, okay. Just hugging away. Catholics mm. don't know what we're talking about. It's all right. Jeez. <laughs> just hugging away. I think I think more than anything, this um, this topic is an opportunity for us to really kind of check ourselves, you know? Oh, I, yeah, yeah. It's not, I really agree. It's not a hard answer. You know what I mean? We've all got easy answers. You know, Kim says her thought life would change. My thought life would change. Some of my conversation would change. Some actions would change. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Thought my life, t- the action. way I use my time would change. My sleep patterns would change. Like, And it's really timely. This conversation is really timely because I know that, um, you know, like, like Stefan said, that Mike brought up the conversation based on the book that he was reading. But the conversation that Stefan and I had earlier, uh, late last week, I believe. Yeah. And it was just we were we had made mention of the fact that we know what to do. We know what God expects of the of us. And there are just certain areas in our life where we hadn't been fulfilling those expectations. Yes. So, um, you know, I think that it's just timely and is for, for myself. I just I'm sick of myself like, yo, I need to make some changes it's, in certain I, areas. Yeah. And that conversation led to us talking about you know, different actions we were changing and yeah. some thoughts that we'd had Getting recently. prepared yeah. for the place that he has called you to go. You know, now the, the, the church and the pastor would say getting ready for the place that God's going to take you. No, 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 no. Getting ready for the place that God has called you to go. Right. Yeah, I mean, he's with you. Yeah, right. he's there. Right. Because he is called real. to go, yeah. Yes. 
But you're called to go to that place. And But think about it. If he's real and he's standing next to you and you're going to, I mean, is he going to listen to your excuses? Heck no. No. He might listen. Yeah, but, but he's going to do no good. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the other thing that ran through my mind. If Jesus was real next to you all the time in your life, who would you instantly stop talking to? Mm. Who falls out of your friend circle immediately? Who comes off your contact list immediately? Off your friends list on Facebook immediately? Man, there are so many different aspects to this. So many different angles to this. Yeah. It gets deeper every time you think about it. But I think the one, th- I hear that. I think the one thing that registers with me, because since since Mike made mention of it, I have seen this in my head visually as, you know, him as a Siamese twin attached to me. I can't, I can't escape him because he is there because that that's that is the case yeah that's exactly what it is but the 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 thing that's really powerful to me about a Siamese twin is that you share blood oh the pastor done spoke (laughs) yep and and we always say that the blood never loses its power and so because he is with you you are empowered and that's a power that we don't uh activate Because we don't acknowledge or live our lives as though he were real. Yeah, because it's kind of like what I was talking about before the show when I was like, if he was standing next to you, what would you ask for that you don't ask for now? Right. You know what I'm saying? How many things would you be like, Jesus, can I get that? You know, just, oh, I really want to do that. Can I participate in that? You know, I'd really like to help these people out. What can I do to help these people out? So many questions that we would ask. Yeah. Here's another thing, though, because when you said... He's attached to you. You can't shake him. You can't get away from him. At what point do you stop trying to shake him and get away from him and and separate yourself from him? Right. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's interesting, too, because when we first brought this up, we immediately thought of the negatives of it. Right. Because he would he would recognize our sin, and we don't mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But there, And this is kind of the path of salvation as well. But there's so many positives as well. That we yes. have to think about. Oh, you yeah. You talk about being empowered. Talking about you can ask him and see if, you know, ask and you shall receive. He'll be right there. Ask him. Right. Mm-hmm. And you can be empowered. You can be like Peter rushing out to walk on water. All your questions answered. Like, you know, when you walk it down the street or driving down the road and you look up at the sky and you're like, why does that do that? You can have that question answered. Yeah. Because he's right next to you. Yep. But the funny part is you can have that question answered. Because he's right next to you. Exactly. That's why it's powerful. Yep. And it goes even deeper because you, earlier you were talking about the work that you should do. A lot of times we don't do the work we should do because of fear. Yep. You got Jesus right next to you. Why are you afraid? What are you afraid of? Would you be as afraid? What are you confused about? Yeah. What, what, are, you, what are you so confused about? with the creator of the universe who has laid out a plan for your life, connected to you. He's no longer just next to you and everywhere you go because Kim tossed that aside, Siamese twin. So he's now connected to you, sharing blood. Usually twins can think the same things at the same time. They know when the other one's hurting. They know when the other one has a problem. I'm I'm a twin, by the way, so I know that. They (laughs) can be miles and miles and miles away and be like, something's wrong. You know what I mean? Right. And you've got this all the time this this 
power, this, this where comfort. Where you go, I will go. Yeah. Somebody, you you want direction? The compass is right next to you. You you say it's dark and you need a light for your path. Yeah. Okay. Can I get some light? Yes. Jesus is dark. I need some light. Right. I don't know if I can do this. I feel like I can't do this. I feel like I. Oh, what'd you say? Oh, okay. I guess I can do it. Sharing all of that. Sharing. We don't even want to get into the blood because you know. You and I, we have thought and taught extensively about blood in the past. Yeah. So we don't even want to get into the cells and the mitochondria and -hmm, all of that mm -hmm. that happens with the blood, Mm -hmm. the white cells and the T cells and all of that that you share when you share blood. The transference, what actually transfers. Everybody that's listening to this show, since we can't get into it right now, just go on Google, Wikipedia blood, and just read like the first three paragraphs and tell me you don't find outstanding revelation in what happens when you share blood with Christ. And guess what? You share blood with Christ. That's right. It's powerful, man. It's powerful. I will say this, though. Even if he, well, he is real, but even if he was physically manifested next to us, it would still take a level of faith, I think, because you would still have to believe that he was honest, that he was telling you the truth, that he had the power he said he has. Mm. So there's always a level of faith, and maybe that's why he doesn't manifest himself here's, because he wants his Here's faith, my but. question, something that just, I agree with the level of faith. However, what would you do, let's say we're back in the Siamese twin phase, right? Connected to you, sharing blood, some thoughts, so on and so forth. What do you do when you ask him a question? He just doesn't answer you. Oh. He just keeps walking with you. He's still there. Oh. He just doesn't answer that question. Wow. That's just just quiet. That's a good one. And you know he has an answer for you. And you got to trust that he's not telling you because he loves you. Right. We'll get to that in a little while. Just go this way. Yeah. Man, stop. Well, I'll you, talk to you about that you later. Gotta, that's when you might way. have to, you might have to joke a little bit. I know you got my back. <laughs> <laughs> you literally have my back right now. So, okay. And yeah. this is really how we should think about our walk all the time. Yeah. Well, and, and and, the and, question then comes up, do you plan to dedicate your thoughts to this? Are you are, are anybody in this room making any changes today? Oh, absolutely. I don't know how you. That, I mean, that's why I brought it up <laughs> after reading this book. I don't know how you can think like this and not make changes. Yeah, he's he he is real. And see, for me, everybody knows that I'm so visual. So you know, when I give the example of him being a Siamese twin, oh yeah, you now see my that mind, for the rest of the week. yeah, that yeah. I, first that's <laughs> stuck. Like he's he's attached to me. We're connect connected. We're we're um we're sharing blood and. When I think of, then you know, my mind has gone further, and I start considering that my faith is his lifeline. Mm-hmm. And can I can I imagine that if my faith is a lifeline for him to be able to move in my life, and visually I'm seeing this Siamese twin that is dead next to me, if I don't, if there, if no faith exists in my life, so now I'm carrying around. I have the I have the the power and the resource 
to to get what I need by my faith, but because I have not activated activated my faith, I can't even engage him. And by the you know by the way, that once this is how we should be thinking. And once you start thinking like that, it doesn't mean you're not going to have frustrations with him. Oh yeah. Doesn't mean you're not going to be confused sometimes. Doesn't mean you're not going to get angry sometimes. But I think he would rather have that. As long as you're having a relationship with him. Well, that's what I was going to say. Then, yeah, he would rather have those things as long as there's a relationship rather than not have any of those things. And it's like, you're not there. Yeah, because people who've listened to this show for a while or have listened to me talk, they know when it comes to Jesus, I let it out. If I'm not happy, he's going to know about it. And he's going to know if he's the reason, or at least I think he's the reason that I'm not happy. And I'm not going to mince any words and I'm going to just let it out because to me, that's part of building the relationship. Oh, yeah. But I believe in this new situation, as he is now connected to me, I can't, how much does that change the religion versus the relationship? Now, I can't pray out of obligation any longer. I can't pray because, oh, I didn't pray today. That's religion. Praying because you didn't pray today is religion. Period. Praying because I didn't take time to pray today is religion. Praying because you have a desire to communicate with the savior of your soul is relationship. Yeah. And so now it changes that whole aspect of, oh yeah, I'm gonna read this verse real quick because I didn't read a verse today. That's religion. Religion is, the definition of religion is nothing but ritualistic activity. Something that you do over and over and over again as a habit. And so if you're just reading a verse because you forgot to read a verse today, that's religion, ritualistic activity. Something you do over and over and over again as a habit. But this now new formed relationship, there's purpose behind your action. Oh, yeah. Not just because you forgot, but because there is a desire to digest the word of God and get to know the savior of your soul on a more intimate level. That's what reading the word of God does. Yeah, like totally. Like just (laughs) just makes I get excited about it because get get to the point where you read the word because you miss him. Yes. Like, oh, gosh, I'm so upset that I have all these other things to do and I haven't had a chance to be with you today mm-hmm. type of deal. You know, make you want to drive across town. <laughs> across mm. the state. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm. To hang out in the cloud for a mm. little while. Hello? Yes. It does. The Kabod cloud. Yes. Yes. His glory. So, um. It's, the glory. It's, it's beautiful. So, yeah, that's the music. All right. <laughs> Do you have something else? Go ahead. Finish I just off. I just want the people to know that, you know, just there's so many different things that you can do to begin to acknowledge that he is he is in fact very real. Yes. And um one of those things is familiarizing yourself with with his word, mm-hmm. who he says he is, mm-hmm. his characteristics. One of the things that I love to do is I love to make the disciples my brothers. So if I, a lot of times when I'm talking to my friends, I'm like, but you know what Jacob did, you know? <laughs> and I always, and uh-huh. when, I, when I'm praying a lot to God or when me and God are talking, I'm telling him Abraham, Isaac, and Kim. There you go. Because I'm, a, I'm, I'm one of those, you know? Yeah. I'm, I'm among them, and um, I want to identify myself with such because I want to be... I want to be as great as, you know, they were, or be as meaningful so so much so that history, it's, there's history that is told about those individuals. Right. 
Another thing that you all can do and that we all can do as we're digesting this concept is we can visualize this thing into habit. There's nothing keeping you from putting something up in your house somewhere that says he is real. There's nothing keeping you from putting somewhere on uh, in your room a note, something on your cell phone that says Siamese twins to remind you as a visual trigger throughout the day that Jesus is real and he is next to you and he is with you everywhere you go. Because I believe the more that we are reminded of this, because like we said in the beginning, we just forget. We go about our days. We allow things to overtake our 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 attention. You know, we we have our convenient distractions. We have our strategic distractions and we have our accidental distractions. And next thing you know, Jesus has lost the entire day away right. from us, right. you know. And so being very intentional about keeping this in front of your face as it be, so it can become a habit, a memory habit for you. Yeah. So that you now know, no matter where you go, he's there. And because change, he is real. Change the numbers of your bill collectors. Change the names to Jesus. <laughs> I know that's right. Are the, the most frequent caller. Change their name to Jesus. Yep. And then Jesus is calling. Jesus texts me. I don't, missed the text. Don't change my name to Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, definitely. I, if you don't, if you're not answering your bill collectors, uh, yeah, I would say change their name change to Jesus. Change their name to Jesus because <laughs> they don't work. They're gonna keep calling. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna keep calling. But use, be intentional about this. Don't just listen to this this radio show and be like, oh, that was really good. It made me think, and then go on about your life. No, do something and be intentional about getting this into your spirit, getting it into your heart. That Jesus is with you everywhere you go. That the power and the authority and the comfort and the love of Christ walks beside you and is connected to you with every move that you make. And hold that there. And don't ever allow yourself to forget it. Because that is how life is changed. That is how miracles are performed. That is how calling is achieved. And that is... Is how we form a real relationship with Christ. Moment of clarity. Stefan G, so glad to be back. Catch y'all next week. Lord, I just want to live like you. Lord, I just want to live like you. Lord, I just want to live like you.